Hello everybody, welcome back to My Madness, I'm your host Blake, and today I'm going to be doing uh, Lightning Lacey Chapter 2. I know I've done this before, but I'm going to do a remake on it, and uh, now that I know I'm actually recording, I'm going to sp spill my heart out to you guys in the form of this story. So, if you've seen the first one, you kind of know, you know, quick recap, Lightning Lacey, uh... Got sucked back to her world, as it were. Um, so on and so forth. Um, I'm there. I'm, I'm on Earth alone. <clears throat> kind of sucks. Okay, it doesn't kind of. It does suck. So I try to make it back to her, or I do try to, and then something happens. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, you'll find out. So, uh, I guess let's dive in in about 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and go. Hello everyone, my name is Brian, Brian Dash, and this was the time that almost ruined and changed my life for all eternity, a time when I thought my life was practically over, a time when I thought I'd lose my special baby girl forever, something that I knew could not, repeat, could never, ever happen. I promises to her. And if, if I lost her, if I lost her, again, because, because I didn't know, because, I didn't care. I would never be able to forgive myself. I wouldn't ever forgive myself. So, please, listen to this story about the time when I almost lost my little Lacey. Forever.
I said as I fell about 15 feet and hit the floor. The floor of the forest. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh geez, that hurts. Oh, my poor head. Oh gosh, it hurts so much. Gosh darn it, it hurts. Wow. Where am I? I looked around. I was in a deep forest. And I knew there must be animals in that forest that would like to eat me. Not good. Not good, not good, not good, not good. I began to yell. That's when I saw something in the distance. It looked like spiral irises. Hey! Who are you? And where am I? I yelled. That did nothing but ensure the figure, whoever or whatever he or she may be, that I was a threat even though I wasn't, and they began to run. Wait! Stop! And I ran after them. Come back! They didn't. They kept on running, and I ran after them. I'm pretty sure the only thing I accomplished by that was just making sure that they ran faster trying to get away from me. Eventually, I lost sight of them. Fine. Keep running. I'll... Wait. You led me out of the forest. Well, this means something. So I ran after them. Some more. And faster. Until eventually, they were gone. So, as I was looking around, I saw a sign. Kitsuneville. Five miles. Oh, that's just great. That is just great. So, I began to walk. And then when I finally made to the town, I saw, well, I saw all the buildings, but no inhabitants. I did see a lantern that was strapped to one outside of one of the doors, and it was lit with a full fuse. That meant someone was still nearby. Whether they're just hiding from me or they evacuated, I do not know. But I guess they're just hiding. Because if they evacuated, they would either blow up the lantern, take it with them, or for that matter, would never have lit it at all. And they would have to take them a while to evacuate. And it only took me about, I don't know, two hours <coughs> to get there. <coughs> Certainly not enough time if they were serious about not coming back. So, I began to walk. I got to one house. It looked like a shoe place. So I knocked. That was a stupid move on my move on my, my behalf. As if someone was hiding if someone was hiding from me, they wouldn't just open the door with a smile. I knocked again. After no answer I went to another one. Quills and sofas. 
No one. No one again. Then I went to a place that looked like a tree called the Reading Oak Library. I knocked. No answer. No answer again. And then again, a dumb move on my behalf, as I said before. As if someone was hiding from me, they wouldn't open the door with a smile and offer me inside. So I decided to leave. After I took two steps away from the door, it swung open, and one covered, grabbed me by the arms. I began to scream for help. Help! 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 I began to yell as she covered my mouth with one hand, and my once loud cries turned into pitiful, barely audible squeaks. As I was dragged inside. After that, I was thrown onto the floor, and the girl with spiraled eyes, at least I assumed it was a girl, I didn't really know her gender, but she was wearing a skirt and her personality screamed female, so I supposed it was female. I quickly got my answer as she answered me. When I said, What the heck are you doing? She locked the door and jumped on me, holding me down. Okay, listen, I'm going to tell you once and once only. Who are you? Why are you here? I don't know who I am. That's a nice joke, but this is no time for it. Tell me, why are you here? Do you know me? I do. But do you remember anything? That's why I'm asking you questions. Sir, I I don't know who I am or where I am, but I'll leave if you don't want me here. You don't remember anything? Should, should I? Oh, no, of course not. Here, let me help you up. We began to talk. She decided saying this. Well, I'll just give you a name. How's Brian sound? That's... That works. It sounds oddly familiar, but it works. Good. Then Brian, it is. Then she said, You must be tired. You can have my bed. I'll sleep on a guest mattress. Wait. She's given me her bed, her permanent bed, for a short time, and she's sleeping on a guest bed, like an old mattress or something. Why does that sound so familiar? <clears throat> Why do I find that so relatable as if I have done the same thing with a creature or someone I knew, but... Didn't really at the same time. No. After some time went by, she made <clears throat> me and her formed a close bond. She would make my bed for me. She would give me food and drink when I asked. And eventually, 
One day, she said, I'm going to get some supplies. Yes, supplies, that's it. From a beach like crystal and herbs and other things. So you stay here and I'll go get the supplies. I quickly agreed. That seemed reasonable, I thought. And she went off to find what she needed. So I was reading a book. That's when I heard something. A knock. I quickly became dead silent. Hello? Hello, hello? Screwball, are you in there? Oh, so that was her name. Screwball. Well, that's nice to know. Screwball, open up. Come on, Screwy. I just want to ask some questions. You've been kind of distant lately. Screwball. Why wouldn't she leave? Obviously, whoever this was didn't understand the I'm not home. She knocked louder. Come on, Screwy. Let me in. And I got mad. Why didn't she go away? So I yelled. She's not here! Well, that was stupid. If she was going to leave before, she sure as heck was going to leave now that she knew a complete stranger was in her friend's home. Hey, who's in there? That's it, I'm coming in. I was hoping that Screwball locked the door. Or something. I ran and jumped out the window. Or was about to until I found out falling from that height would probably end up hurting me very badly. So, I decided to dive underneath the bed. She did not lock the door, and she walked in, laughing all the way, as if this was some sort of game to her. Hee hee hee. Oh gosh, I thought. Then I'm like, wait, my foot's sticking out. She would easily find me, so I tried to move my foot in until I bumped my knee on the counter. Ah! I grunted, trying not to yell, trying not to curse as it really hurt. Ha ha, I got you now. And she looked underneath the bed, saw me, then screamed as if I was a a serial killer like Jack the Ripper or Freddy Krueger and ran like heck. Well, that's just great. Not knowing she'll come back with a torch and pitchfork and try to souffle me or by some other methods, or simply just scarred her for the rest of her life and she'll never be the same again, and we'll need a lifetime of therapy just to get over the situation. Did I just traumatize her? Well, she knocked too much, I don't care. Now I have to try to barricade the door. So I move two tables and five chairs. This should be enough. That's when I heard a farmer's voice. All right, Cube. are you darn sure that he's here? And yes, I am. We have to get him back out of here somehow or something. I didn't like where this is going, so I ignored the conversation until I heard a voice that sounded like a lady say, Maybe Screwball brought him here for a reason. <clears throat> brought? So I was brought here. I wasn't born here. 
That's when I heard a sound of someone slamming against the door. All I wanted to find out. Let me try to get through the door. And then finally, they kicked and kicked and kicked even harder. I go over and over until the door burst open with a loud banging sound. I jumped out the window this time. I didn't care if I got hurt or even died. I didn't know it would work worse. Them catching me or dying or worse, disappointing a girl from a different universe who I come to call my friend, Screwball. But this all seemed familiar, too familiar to be a coincidence. Where is he? He, there ain't no one here, Sure Cube, and you better darn not tell me I kicked in a daggum door for no dang reason. I wonder if she was trying not to curse or that's just how she talked. She's a farmer, so it's hard to tell. I'm telling you, he was here. I knew that I had to go back to the forest. That is where Screwball went, and the only way to get there was to run around the house. And run down the street. After that, it was pretty much a straight dead shot. So I ran. Then a shy one. I bumped into. She looked at me, paralyzed in fear, and then screamed, Ah! I covered my ears. Ouch! He's here! He's here! Get him! Get him! As if she saw a giant spider or something. <clears throat> well, I wasn't waiting to get smushed. I ran. And they ran after me. As I was running, I heard them yell, Wait! Or stop! Or get back here! But when, um, when you're outnumbered, and those who know the place better than you, know who you are but you don't know them, and are begging you to stop, and one of them say, Get them! Get them! And they broke down a friend's door to get to you. You do not wait. You do not stop. You run. And you run like heck. I dove in corners. And twisted around alleyways trying to lose them. I thought it worked as if there was four running after me to begin with. And then after a few turns only three remained. But the farmer disappeared. Until about an alleyway or two later, when she, I guess, estimated my moves and blocked me off. As she stood in front of me, and the other three started to back up, well not back up, but walk forward to close me in from behind, I tried to run to a quick turn to get around the farmer. That failed. She grabbed my legs and body slammed me to the hard concrete, and then jumped on top of me. Listen here, Shoe Cube. I don't want to hurt you, but if you keep struggling and carrying on, I gotta. Now, why don't you just simmer down before we have to hurt you and go ahead and tell us what in the heck you're doing here. I don't know. I don't even know who I am. Do you remember us anyway? She performed, Shoe Cube? No, I don't. But let me go. I just... I just want to go home. As if I had a home to go back to.
I used to love my house and my life, even after my parents died. But now, I didn't. What's wrong? <clears throat> That's when I heard a noise. A noise. A loud shrieking noise. Not in fear, but in excitement. Ooh, let's take him to Shoot Cube Corner. Let's take him to Shoot Cube Corner. Don't you remember? We ain't supposed to let no one see him. Especially not her. Oh, come on. It's not like we'll run into her. Remember, she's, she's doing tricks and stuff. Her, I wondered. Who is her? None of them answered. But they began to take me home. Or wherever Shrew Cube Corner was. We saw someone running around in fast circles. Like lightning. And the farmer said, Sorry, Shrew Cube, but you gotta stand here. Don't come out till we stay differently. And she pushed me into a bush. You thought I'd be covered in scrapes and bruises, but the bush was surprisingly soft. Hey, guys. What's up? I heard a voice say. Oh, uh, nothing, dear. We're just, uh, just walking around. Oh, cool. So, uh, what's going on? Nothing much, Lightning Lacey. I'm Lacey. Lightning Lacey. That sounds so familiar. But, where did I hear that name before? I couldn't remember. After some talking, she ran off, saying... I'm trained for track. I'll see you guys later. After the, she left, they kicked the bush, and I went with them to Shrewcube Corner. And then the pink one, with pink hair, that is, said, Okay, here. Here's a bowl. Here's some sugar. And here's butter. Here's a knife to cut the butter with so we can make cupcakes. I looked at the knife. I froze. The knife's long black handle, its nice sharp blade to offer quick relief from a painful world. It looked so beautiful, so friendly, so soft, and I blacked out. After I woke up, I was back in the bed, and I heard Screwy say, what the heck are you guys doing here? Look, Drew Cube, I ain't trying to make you seem a little, well, worried or nothing, but he got out and we had to br bring him back here. So we tackled him and took him to Drew Cube Corner for some food and we're going to bring him back here, but he passed out as him and, well, little cotton candy here, which was the nickname. Of whoever brought me here. The pink one that smelled faintly of cotton candy. The one with pink hair that is. So for convenience I'm calling her cotton candy. And instantly. Screwy said. Wait. Hold on. You tackled him? I wanted to laugh but held it back as I thought I was still asleep. Maybe I finally find some out. I almost laughed because when she said it so surprised, I thought, Look who's talking. The one who gently and calmly opened the door with a smile, gave me a soft hug, 
and offered me milk and cookies when I first came here. I said, in my mind, sarcastically. Well, after a little bit, they started, they stopped and calmed down. Let's put this incident behind us, and we'll send him back home tomorrow. <clears throat> then I fell back asleep. I felt something cold and wet on my forehead. I opened my eyes and saw the shy one, whose name turned out to be Shyly, looking down at me. She went, oh, um, hi there. As I touched my forehead, and I felt a wet cloth. Then she asked, how are you feeling? Actually, I was never feeling too bad in the first place. But considering that this was the first time she talked to me, I decided to give her a positive answer. I'm feeling I'm much better. Thank you. Then the one that sounded like a lady, who we'll just call Diamond for short, said, This one, Shiley, has been a wonderful nurse. She's been watching after you and taking care of you every day. How many days have I been asleep? About three. But she always helped you and gave you a sponge bath and everything to make sure you were clean and relaxed every day and every night. <clears throat> oh, I thought, um, thank you for your sacrifice. She said, oh, it was, it was my pleasure. Now, dear, I have to go back to my boutique and get my fashion, um, clothes. There's a fashion show next week and they need my designs. Where's the others? Well, Applesauce, which was the name of the farmer, had to go back and work and get his, the harvest in for apples and hay and so on and so forth. And Cotton Candy, she had to go and get the bakery ready for the big sale that's day after tomorrow. Oh. And where's Screwball? Screwball had to get one more thing. A certain kind of green emerald that you have to hold in your hand as you jump through the portal to make sure you don't have a heart attack or something or cause any unwanted health problems. I understand. By the time everyone came, it was to say goodbye. Applesauce tipped her hat to me. Shyly the one that I classified as a lady, Diamond, and Cotton Candy all cried together in a corner. And Screwy said, It's for the best. I'm sorry. Ryan. Are you ready? I'm ready. So they made me, she made me drink this potion that was white. It was like some sort of medicine. It tasted like a skunk um, that died from multiple heart attacks and left students stunned for 49 hours and a porter potty at a punk concert. And that's the polite way of describing it. But I, did, I drank it all in one go. Pretty impressive. So, after that, the sunlight hit the crystal. And she said, it would give you only 60 seconds to get in there. And finish the transformation. Make sure. Just make sure. 
that you don't come back in any way, shape, or form. We wish you could, but it's not good for you to come back. I understand. So, I stood in front of the door. The door, well, the, yes, the door, which is where the portal would open. Before the portal opened, the door opened. Hey guys, what's going on? You guys, I haven't seen you guys in a while, so you guys want to come to my... She stopped and looked at me. That's when the light hit the crystal and the portal opened. And me and her were just looking at each other. All it took was six steps to make me go through the portal. She looked at me and I looked at her. Then she quietly mouthed the words. Dad? Dad? What the heck does she mean, Dad? There was no way in heaven I could be her biological father. Or I don't remember adopting a child. And if I was her dad, why couldn't she see me? Why can't I see her? Why couldn't we be separated? <clears throat> oh no, she's remembering, I heard Scree say. Get to the portal now, ignore her. I looked at her, then back at the portal. Why can't I remember her? What the heck was wrong with me? Applesauce grabbed her as she fought. Oh, and did she ever fight? She kicked, hit, screamed, and cried. And when she found out there was no way she'd get loose, she just broke down crying, yelling, Daddy! Dad! Dad, don't leave me! Please, Daddy, don't leave me again! What does she mean, again? I walked five steps to the portal, even though I wanted to turn around and run to her arms and hug her and never let go for some reason. I stuck my hand in the portal, feeling the warm sensation. That's when she said one thing, one last thing. Daddy, remember me. Daddy, I love you. That word echoed in my mind. Daddy, I love you. Daddy, I love you. Daddy, I love you. It echoed in my mind as she said it again. Daddy, I love you. Crying as her last attempt to make me stay. That's when I got one memory back. I was in a room with her. She was only seven or eight at the time. <clears throat> I was over her bed, tucking her in. I saw myself in my memories walk away, and right before I left, I heard her say it. Good night, Daddy. I love you. Good night, my little Dashy. I love you too, 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 too. I remember her day in the rain, my first day with her, our first fight, the one memory I wish I could get rid of, but now I cherish it more than anything. Her first lie, her day at the office, her first day at school, the day I found her, that box, the memories, everything. Daddy, I love you.
she said. I saw a glass of water on the table. I picked it up and threw it and broke the crystal. I will not leave my daughter again. If you want me to, you'll have to kill me first. And I pushed Applesauce away from her and ran to her arms and hugged her. We cried as our tears fell on each other. Mine fell onto her head. Her tears seeped into my shirt. And she cried into my chest. I said, And I love you too, my little Lacey. My little Dashy, which was her nickname. After five days passed by, we finally calmed down a bit. She said she was going to try out for track one time, and she made everyone else promise that there was no way they would send me back. They said, Cross our ho- hearts, hope to fly, shoot an arrow through my eye. Which was their universal sign in their world of saying, You have a right to kill me by shooting an arrow through my, through my eye if I break this promise. And they left. Soon it was no one but me and Screwball. Well, I'm gonna... No, you don't. You come back here. I want answers. And she told me about how they took her away from me. How they took her to this world and how they're trying to get rid of me without them seeing me to prevent my memories and her memories from coming back. Then she asked me about why I passed out and why only after the knife. Then I told her, Well, when Lacey left... I couldn't go through with my life. So I picked up a knife. And I said, I'm sorry, Lacey. Maybe one day we'll meet again. If not in this life, the other. Good night, little Lacey. I love you. And right before I made the big decision, I was transported to this world. And am I ever glad I did? Then I passed out again as I remembered the dark memories of what my previous intention was. I woke up in a hospital bed and I saw Kitsune Kitsune. It was certainly wrong of us to try to separate you and Lightning Lacey, she said when she saw us awake. You have one, you have a choice. Go back to your world or you can stay here, amongst us. Uh, is that your question? I'm staying here. And Lacey ran to me and jumped onto my hospital bed and gave me a hug, curling up with me. And I knew, finally, my life was complete. Finally, I found my little girl. Finally, I found... My little Dashy, my sweet little Lacey, my beautiful and delightful daughter. The end. Thank you for listening to this. Please leave a nice comment and review down below. Um, please like this video, that would be greatly appreciated. And, um... If a certain someone whose name begins with the L and last name begins with the H and you know who you are, we texted earlier, 
Um, I devote this video to her and her alone. Not because it has anything to do with her, but because um, it's a sweet story that's close to my heart and I thought she'd like it. Actually, this video is a sequel, a canon, to Lightning Lacey, Lightning Lacey um, My Little Dashy Book 1. This is Lightning Lacey, My Little Dashy Book 2, The Return. Um, thank you for watching, and goodbye. And of course, if you want more videos by me, do not worry, because I'm a workaholic with a fiction addiction. Thank you, everyone. Remember to look into the shadows, because this world, it's a strange and creepy one. Thank you, and good night. Brofist.